Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis, and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today we're talking about mistakes. We all make them, but mistakes in the publishing world can really come back to haunt you. The greatest of all mistakes in pop culture was when Decca's talent spotter, Dick Rowe, turned down the Beatles in 1962. Guitar groups are on their way out, said the now infamous rejection note to the Fab Four. There are many other examples. William Orton, the president of Western Union, decided in 1876 to not pay $100,000 for Alexander Graham Bell's patent for the telephone. Oops. The publishing industry is built around the rejection process in order to sort the wheat from the chaff and mistakes can and do happen. Publishers, bless them, receive countless manuscripts from budding authors every day and they go into the so-called slush pile where they may or may not get read. 99.9999% of all writers who submit manuscripts to publishers are not published. Fact. But publishers do get it wrong and here are some of the best examples of best-selling books that were initially not considered good enough. The Diary of Anne Frank, believe it or not, was rejected by numerous Dutch publishers who thought no one would be interested in adolescent emotions. That book has sold at least 35 million copies. Stephen King's first novel, Carrie, was rejected by several publishers and the author himself tossed the manuscript in the trash. His wife rescued it and Doubleday published it. John le Carre was told he had no future in writing in the 1960s. He's still writing bestsellers today and he's in his 80s. It's hard to think of a better spy novel than The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. Outside of literary fiction, people think he's the best writer in genre fiction alive today. Lord of the Flies by William Golding was rejected by 21 publishers before Faber and Faber took it on. It's now been made into four films and is taught in schools around the world. Anne of Green Gables was rejected five times before L.C. Page and Company published it in 1908. It's now sold more than 50 million copies and changed the face of Prince Edward Island where it helps to attract hundreds of thousands of tourists each year. Beatrix Potter was so frustrated with rejection slips for Tale of Peter Rabbit that she published a book herself, printing 250 copies in 1901. These copies helped her win a publishing deal, which resulted in a vast and enduring merchandising empire. I can actually totally understand why A Wrinkle in Time was rejected many times by publishers. It combines philosophy, science fiction, quantum physics and family life. Two dozen publishers said no before Farrah, Strauss and Giroux took a chance on it. Madeleine Le Engel believed that her female protagonist, Meg, made the story unpalatable to many publishers of science fiction in the early 1960s. In the end, it took a lucky break. Le Engel threw a tea party for her mother. One of the guests happened to know John C. Farrah of Farrah, Strauss and Giroux and insisted that Le Engel meet him. They met, and he liked the novel. 
Such moments can change the lives of authors and everyone who works for a particular publishing firm. Twilight by Stephanie Meyer was rejected 14 times. The Help by Catherine Stockett got more than 60 no's. A Time to Kill by John Grisham, then a lawyer, was rejected by over two dozen publishers before Little Winwood Press cautiously agreed to publish a 5,000 copy print run. The Jungle Book, Animal Farm, The Wind in the Willows and The Colour Purple. They were all turned down before becoming bestsellers thanks to publishers who got it right. Of course, the most famous recent example of Try, Try Again is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. J.K. Rowling sent the manuscript to 12 publishers who thought no one would be interested in wizards. Bloomsbury took it on and look where that ended up. There must be 12 people in the British publishing industry who know just how Dick Rowe at Decker felt. The saddest of all rejection tales concerns John Kennedy Toole, the author from New Orleans who wrote A Confederacy of Dunces. Numerous publishers passed on this masterpiece of comic literature and the distraught author took his own life as a result. Toole's book was eventually published after his mother brought the work to the attention of the author Walker Percy. Percy became one of the novel's many admirers and a confederacy of dunces would eventually be awarded the Pulitzer Prize, a year after the book's publication by Grove Press. So that's all we have time for this week. Thanks for listening. My name is Richard Davis from Abe Books. See you next time.